Hello, and welcome to Creative Catch-Up, a podcast where three friends catch up and chat about running a creative business. Each episode, Mel, Natasha and Crixis will be diving into a topic that has come up in their own creative practice. We'll be sharing our experiences, both ups and downs, struggles and successes, and hopefully give some advice that will help you along the way. So join us for Season 3, Episode 6, as we chat about whether or not you need a formal education to make it as a successful illustrator and artist. We'll be sharing our experiences, the pros and cons, and the bearing it has had on our own art careers. Hello! Hello! Hi! Today we're going to be chatting about whether or not you need a formal education to make it as a successful illustrator and artist. But before we get into the conversation, we're going to have a little catch up because it's been a couple of months since our last episode. So Natasha, Crixis, what's been going on in your side of the world, or not really side of the world, what's been going on? (laughs) (laughs) My side of the country. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, okay, I'll go first then. What have I been doing the last two months? Since we last spoke, I went back to Suffolk for a week or so. And I have been... Oh, yes, I had a shop update. So I've been packaging a lot of orders. I've been doing a lot of admin. <laughs> I've been doing my usual Patreon and YouTube content. And I've been working towards our exhibition. Well, how about you, Crixis? Um, I actually don't remember what was two, two months ago, but I think I was I, I was working on the bird book and then I also had shop update with greetings cards and then I went to France, then I went back, then I tried to work a lot because now I'm in Latvia <laughs> and it's a little bit quieter <laughs> now for me. What about you, Mel? How are you been doing? Well, um, so I think I had just started on my calendar preparations. Um, I had a bit of an epiphany, I think, in August about that. I was going to do like 12 separate images per month, like I have done. But instead, I decided, let's just scan all my sketchbooks and put all my sketches into the calendar. So that's what I've kind of been working on is the calendar. And then it's been released and also framing up all of my originals for this joint exhibition that we're going to be having in October. Yay! (laughs) Shall we tell them, shall we mention where it is? Yes. Right now, before we really get on to our topic for today. Okay. Mel is like showing all of you a poster. You just can't see it now, but she's like sh- showing it. <laughs> I've got to read it out so it's very clear. Everyone knows what's happening. Okay, at the Coast Colour Canvas Gallery, we are going to be having our first joint exhibition. It's going to be called Nature's Palette and it's going to be featuring original art. There'll be prints, Z-clay prints, art prints, and then cards and postcards. You can come and see all this fantastic work from Saturday the 7th until Friday the 13th of October, 11 till 4. And it is at Roskilly's on the Lizard Peninsula. Um, And you can find out more about the gallery on Instagram. Just look up Coast Colour Canvas Gallery. I think that's it. Yeah, brilliant. 
I just wanted also quickly to mention, I really love your calendar idea that you oh. added all of yes. different um, illustrations and also you have prompts. So that's really brilliant. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. I love the prompt idea. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> that was such a genius idea for a calendar. It's sort of like an interactive calendar, isn't it? Yeah. More than a calendar. Yeah, motivate people if mm. they wanted ideas or whatever throughout the year. Well, I've, I've been working from prompts this whole year, so yeah. I think that's probably why I thought, why not put them in the calendar? Because yes. <laughs> it's helped me. I know it's helped me a lot. Yeah, it's a great mm. idea. It certainly makes your calendar stand out from others, doesn't it? Because I haven't seen any that have this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, that's really huge. And I know you, you said like you, you haven't been posting from social media that, that much before, but I think that was like a huge announcement. And I hope your calendar sold, sold, sells out. Sells out? Yes. Mm. How do you say it? I hope it sells out. <laughs> it sells out. <laughs> Yeah, I've just put in the big order for it as well. Oh, well, oh have you? So. Oh, well done. <laughs> Yay. That's brilliant. That's really good. Okay, right, let's get on with the topic then for today, our conversation today. Um, so we're chatting about whether we need to have a formal education to make it as a successful illustrator or artist. So first up, I think we're going to share a bit about our background and whether we are self-taught or whether we've received a formal education in art and when we talk about a formal education we're talking about um university level I think yes. that's what we're kind of chatting about um mm. so and Natasha if you're right to share your yeah. path okay so I think but I'm the only one here <laughs> who is self-taught. And um, I studied art at GCSE level and I got an A. They didn't do A stars in my day. I'm very old. And <laughs> I went on to take it at A level. I started doing my A levels. And um, due to various different factors, I actually dropped out of um, the sixth form so then I got a job and I loved art. I knew I would love in an ideal world to do something with my art, but I didn't know how I was going to do it. This was <laughs> really showing my age. This was pre-internet. So, um, yeah, I couldn't figure out how I was going to make it happen. I thought about perhaps going back to art college in my... Um, like to do a foundation course or something in my early 20s. But then I started exhibiting in local exhibitions and I had a little bit of success with that. And um, I just did it kind of on the side for years as I had other jobs as well. The other jobs were to earn a bit of money while I kind of figured out what I wanted to do. And so when the art started taking off very, very slowly at first, I actually... I just decided, OK, I'm going to go with this. I'm not going to go to college or, or study it anymore. I'm just going to see where it leads. And then, yeah, <laughs> it led to this. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely, I think you would say I'm definitely self-taught. I mean, obviously, I've had some tuition, but, um, yeah, nothing at university level. 
Uh, can I ask a question? I think this could be useful for someone who is not from the UK. Can you explain what is A-Levels and Foundation course? Uh, okay. So um, when you're at school here in the UK, you take GCSEs when you're 16 years old. If you If you do well in your GCSEs, you can go on to higher education. So you go on to something, well, it was known in my day as the sixth form. I don't know whether it still is. I think it is in some places. Oh, right. Okay. So you basically do another two years of education at school. So you do A levels. They're the next exam level up from GCSE. So um, you study for two years. You take your A levels, um, your exams when you're 18 years old. And then from then on, you would go to college or university. And um, and I think, generally speaking, you tend to take an art foundation course. At least you did when I was that age. That was the the thing that tended to happen. You would go um, to art college and take I think it's just a year, isn't it? A foundation course. You kind of figure out what you want to do. So it's after um, A levels, right? So yeah, it would be after A levels. So you'd be like eighteen years old. So A levels is something like high school approximately. Yeah, you're still you're essentially still in high school. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you do. Clear now. And I think for um for some (laughs) listeners also it will be oh (laughs) now I see. So thank you for sharing (laughs) this as well. Um, oh, that's okay. What about you, Mel? Obviously, I'm in the UK as well, so I I follow probably a similar path to Natasha with GCSE art, and then I did A level art. Although I did my A level art outside of the school for the first year, and then back in the school, it was just a bit odd because my parents didn't want me, advised me maybe not. I think they always thought I wouldn't do art. <laughs> I was determined to do it so I kind of did it as an evening class and you can do that um, outside of the school um, time so I was doing three A-levels on top of the A-level art outside but then in my last year which was year 13 or upper six Mm -hmm. I um I dropped one of the other A-levels and, and made our A-level in school. That's what I ended up doing it there because I definitely wanted to do it. So, um, And then after that, I did a foundation year, which is usually done in your local town. Um, mm. And that was a really... I just loved that year. It was just a brilliant year um, because it was so different to my school experience of art. Um, it introduced to all sorts of different ways of making art. So you, you had like fashion, photography, um, just drawing, regular drawing practice, painting. It was just so many different things that I hadn't really experienced in the field of art and it was just so exciting for me to do and then after that I then I kind of thought well the next thing would be to go to university so we were were, uh, encouraged to fill in a a UCAS form and then look for universities and the one that I chose was Chichester and I applied to do a BA in fine art and uh, yeah I I did that and that was a three-year course. 
that course was actually, although it said fine art, I then majored in installation and textiles, sculptural textiles. And it was probably quite... It, it's it's nowhere relevant to what I'm doing now. Yes. <laughs> it's hard, but it's different, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it was definitely more conceptual. Um, but I'll probably get into that a bit more once we talk about um, whether it has helped us or hindered us. Yes. So mm. that's just basically what I did, yeah. Okay. How about you, Crixis? So I was uh, studying in Latvia, so we have a little bit different um, education system. So we usually have uh, 12 uh, years, and then we do like uh, undergrads. But uh, after ninth grade, you can also do... Uh, high school with uh, like touch of um, some profession inside. So I was doing high school connected with art and I did textiles there. Uh, it was uh, instead of three years doing high school, I was doing four years because it was connected with fine art and uh, painting and textiles. So that was before undergrads and uh, Then I did uh, undergrads in, um, I think it's in, in English, it's something in between printmaking and uh, graphic arts. Uh, so it was four year course and uh, in between third and fourth year, I did Erasmus, which is just exchange, uh, your exchange student for half a year. So I went to Falmouth University and I did second year's half year no like in second year I did half the year of that program and it was in illustration just like classic illustration and yeah then I finished the undergrads and I also did masters <laughs> it's like one more education so and that masters program I did um, was one and a half year but because of covid it lasted two years And it was master's in children's picture book illustration. And that was in Cambridge in the UK. And I think in total, if I counted everything right, I had 12 or 11 years of education connected with wow. art. <laughs> so so you did your, finished your last course in the last two years, is it? Did you finish? I finished in 21, but like in January. So it's like almost... Two and a half years now since I, I finished master's. Yeah. I wanted to just say, I reason why I'm sometimes a bit vague on, on my course yes. is that it's now 20 years since I did that course. Yes. So it's <laughs> Which, a lot of time. That, a lot of the you, time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sound really odd, doesn't it? I was thinking I sounded really vague, actually, when I was telling you about my story, because I was kind of thinking I need to bring the story down into kind of like a nutshell. No, I think <laughs> so, you did it really yes. well, Natasha. I, I just felt I was like very rambly because I was like, oh my goodness, I can't oh, no, actually I don't think remember. You're rambly. Oh, no. I know, I, 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 do you know, I have this problem too. I'm thinking I have got things in the right order and that was how it was, right? <laughs> um, because obviously, you know, life is more complex than 
you know, I could I could talk yes. for an hour about why I dropped out of school and um, all of that kind of stuff. But we're not here to talk about that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's good, I think, for people to know the time frame of things as well, because I know for me that twenty years ago, I feel like I was in a completely different place and a oh yeah, a different person yes. even, and of what I wanted and. Um, yeah. yeah. So I so I probably started making art the latest <laughs> because it was <laughs> how how much time ago now? Like 2009, I think I did uh, start doing art courses. That's amazing. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, Mel, does it have any bearing on where you are now with your art career, illustration practice, or how do you feel about that? I would say it is completely. I'm in a completely different place to where I was at the end of finishing my course as where I am now. Um, for one, I work as an illustrator. That's my profession. That's my bread and butter. And obviously the course that I did wasn't illustration based at all. Um, so yeah, it probably doesn't. <laughs> and I've had to, I had to find a way to that um, after graduating, after graduating, I felt very lost. I, I was very confused as to what I was should be doing. I knew that I still wanted to do something art based, but I had no idea really where or what I should be doing. And I think a lot of people do generally maybe feel a bit lost anyway after immersing yourself maybe in a formal education, yes, uh, because you're suddenly like in the world and you then have to make that transition and that can be very hard to do um and choices as well yeah choice can be overwhelming but then also because you haven't got the structure um of someone telling you or advising you it can be very hard then to know what direction to go in even though you know you want to do something creative Uh, so it took me a while it took me a while to find the illustration path but um yeah, that's my shortened answer. Yeah. Well, I feel like listening to you also, I feel a lot of people can relate just studying one thing and then just, well, sometimes going in the similar path, but doing something else, but sometimes just completely changing the profession or what they're doing in their practice. Yeah, well, I, I can't think of, I mean, I don't really keep in touch with it probably anyone from my course but I you know sometimes I hear names and I hear maybe what they're doing but I don't think many of them are uh, or did continue with their art practice um, which is kind of yeah it is interesting to to know oh, interesting um, well actually when I started doing undergrads I felt I'm not in the the right place uh, because it was more like even though it was printmaking, it was like, um, do you know St. Pete's uh, Academy of Arts, which is like kind of super traditional academic fine art um, university? And I felt it, it was the same in, in uh, Latvian Academy of Arts. And I felt I'm not in the right place because I wanted to do more illustration. And that was like more like from 50s, 60s kind of style with like... A, I don't know actually how to call it in English. In Latin, it's Stai Grafica, which is a uh, graphic, but with like, like in galleries, but like in, in, in that kind of format. So I was completely 
doubting in that stage. Um, but I'm actually happy that I stick to it. And if I'm thinking about like bearing I have now, I don't know, because at the same time I'm thinking... Like I already talked about this with Mel, but sometimes I feel like maybe I, I didn't need to have all of this education. Like why did I have it? But at the same time, I don't know who I would be if I didn't have this education. Maybe yeah. I would be a completely different person. I, I wouldn't be in Cornwall. I wouldn't film probably. And like, I don't know. It's just like, you know, one one um, one thing affects another one and it just kind of mm. all connects. So it's really yeah. hard to kind of, think and I try to not regret yeah. the choice I made um, but but with like the master because I with undergrads I actually I didn't need to pay for my education uh, I did undergrads for free because I uh, there was limited uh, spaces so if you get in you're just super lucky so I think it was like four people for one place when I got in and I, I was in just before the line <laughs> And and I was like, okay, let's just do it. Um, but yeah, the bastards, they were quite expensive. So, But I still don't regret having uh, the education because who knows who I was before and then. Yeah, it's very hard to think mm. about things like yes. this, isn't it? Because none of us know the alternative, you know, what yeah. we would be if we'd taken a different path. It's impossible to say. Yes, because this is the path mm. that we've taken. yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> right? And then it's like, what if we change? And you know, like this uh, alternative yeah. reality, what if like all the things then changed as well and you're like in completely different place? <laughs> you know? What was what was that film, Sliding Doors? Sliding yeah. Doors, I was thinking of that when Crixis was talking, yeah. Yeah, I think there's also <laughs> Butterfly Effect or something like that and, and some, some other mm. as well, where, where something changes and then all the events change as well. Okay, well, Natasha, I, I have a question for you. As a self-taught art artist, do you sometimes wish you received a formal education regarding art? Were there some moments in your time as being artist? I would say, honestly, I don't regret it. <laughs> I feel completely... I feel like maybe this was the right course for me. Um was just to it's really hard to say um I don't think I was in the right place at the time to go to college I have some I wouldn't say regrets about it but I do wonder whether it would have helped me by making connections or it would have given me some opportunities in some way but I feel like maybe the way I did it was the right way for me and who I am as a person and my personality. So I'm quite yeah. self-motivated and um, and kind of self-reliant. And um, I don't know why I find this so hard to talk about because I'm having to unpick lots of very, I don't know, difficult things from the past, I think. But no, essentially, I don't regret it because I think that I am on the right path for me as a person. I don't think there's one right way or wrong way. I think some people really thrive in the education system and um, other people thrive outside of it. <laughs> I think I'm actually one of the people who thrives outside of it. 
But there was no like moment when you thought like in, in later years about going back? No, no. I mean, I was very conflicted when I was younger and I didn't know what to do. I wasn't sure which path to take. Do I go back to college? And if I do, is it going to be the right thing for me? Am I going to enjoy it? Am I going to get something out of it? Can I even make art a career? There were all these, yes. you know, I, I don't come from a family of people who have done something like this. <laughs> I would say that I come from, generally speaking, a very working class family. And... Um, Being an artist just wasn't the type of job that someone in my family has. So I kind of felt a little bit of an outsider in that way as well. It was a little bit strange to be somebody who wanted to do something that wasn't the normal job for somebody in your family. <laughs> And so I was very unsure of myself. I feel one of the great things about getting older is that I feel so much more confident in my decisions now. Whereas back then, I was very like, should I do this? Should I do that? Um, I didn't have much confidence in myself. I had a certain level of confidence in my work because obviously I would have had to have done to have pushed myself on and make a career. But it was, it felt very rocky. You know, it was a very rocky start for me. It took many, many years before I could make a living from this. And in fact, from the age of um, 16 uh, to the age of 33, I had other jobs in order to bring in some money while I was, you know, trying to get my art career off the ground. So would I have succeeded more quickly had I have had a formal education in art? Maybe, I don't know. I honestly don't know, but yeah. I'm happy with where I am now. So I have no regrets. <laughs> I don't know whether any of that made sense. It's really, I don't know, I find certain topics really hard to talk about. And this is one of them. And I don't really know why I find it so hard to talk about it. Other than, <laughs> I think it's it takes me back to a time in my life where I wasn't very happy. And... Mm. And I don't really want to think about that. I'm I much prefer my life now. I think as a young person anyway, there it's it's difficult, isn't it? Without you know, if without difficulties that are already there, it's it's hard enough yeah. anyway, isn't it, to work out what you want to do. And sometimes it can feel so final mm. when you're young. You can say, Right, you've got to do this, you've got to choose yeah this is how i felt it's like choice of your life you know like you're making decision for your rest of your life and yeah. then it's like oh but that sounds like this is like such a yeah huge pressure <laughs> like young people should stop their education at 18 and then go off and do something else for like five years and yeah. then they can come back and decide what they want to be and make yeah. the decisions then because I feel like it's too young to be deciding like when everyone was deciding oh I'm going to go to this university or this is what I want to study and it's I mean it's amazing when you think people are making these decisions when they're in their teens without having actually life experience yeah Yeah, and I was a bit like, well, if I go to art college um, 
am I going to, is it going to be right for me? Am, am I going to even enjoy it? At that point, I wasn't sure. I knew that I loved painting, but I didn't know whether that was the right decision for me. And as it turns out, you know, things started kind of, I mean, if I say taking off, it makes it sound like I was quite successful early on, but I wasn't. Um, but yeah, there was enough going on that made me think, okay, maybe if I keep on plugging away at this, I can actually find a way to make a living from it. But yeah, it wasn't really until I was in my early 30s that I truly started being able to concentrate on my art and make a living from it. So let, let's um, talk then about, you know, the pros and cons um, of receiving uh, a formal education versus being a self-taught artist. What do you feel, Mel, that you've gained from having a formal education? What are the best parts? OK, I did make a list. Ah, <laughs> prepared. I thought I should, otherwise I'll be oh, rambling good. all over. <laughs> so I'll start with the pros. I do have cons as well. Right pros you'll be introduced to a creative group of people who you might be able to call I guess your creative tribe um, you may not though get on with everyone but you know that everyone has that as a main goal they they want to be creative they want to be artist and that's quite nice to be surrounded by um, because your conversation it's easier to talk you know, because you're talking yeah. about something that you're all passionate about. Yeah. Um, you have a studio space. This wasn't so much my foundation year, but in my, when I was at uh, uni, they usually give you a space you can call your studio, whether that is just a desk. It's not normally a, a room. It's normally a, lots and lots of desks in one massive room. <laughs> That's my experience anyway. Um, but it means that you do have a space that you can go to if you want every day to do your work um, outside of your living space. And that's quite nice to have. Um, there are equipment, there's resources on hand um, because universities usually do spend a lot on high tech equipment. They usually have a lot um more things that you could try out there uh, they have libraries full of technical stuff you know camera gear uh, all of that stuff it's it's great resource wise but you have to seek it out yourself you have to be self-motivated and you do actually have to go and you know ask for things although it is there you still have to you would still have to be quite self-motivated to to use the stuff um, so yeah, you could probably learn a lot uh, through being at uni in terms of developing your skills, but you do have to do a lot of the work yourself to do it. There's also exhibition opportunities. So yeah, generally you'll get told of exhibitions that are happening. Maybe there's more opportunity to, to do group exhibitions together. There's art fairs. Uh, again, that kind of information that you know, it takes a bit longer to find out. You would have that on hand. Um, you could also study abroad, like Crixis did. Um, there's courses that offer that as part of the program. Yeah, even they paid me yeah. for while I was in there. 
it was amazing. <laughs> like I didn't need to pay ah, with yeah. my money. They yeah. they had like a fund, fund, and they paid every month for me to study there. I think for us, we also did have opportunity to you know go abroad uh, just on a a week or two. Uh, unfortunately, I got really ill. I'd booked the tickets and everything to go to Barcelona. It was an art trip oh. to Barcelona. <laughs> and then I got ill oh before oh, wow. and I had to cancel oh, it. No. So that was my third year trip, I think, that I was oh. really looking forward to. And then it got cancelled. <laughs> well, I had to cancel it. They still went. But um, mm. uh, yeah, so you've got those kind of opportunities, uh, you know, to, to do something that maybe you wouldn't if you didn't do it. Um, and also I had uh, part of my third year, there was a vocational aspect to the course. Uh, I don't know if all courses uh, give this, but I was placed in a art artist gallery. I think it was one or two days a week. I would then work with, I actually worked with special needs group of adults and we developed a an exhibition together. So it was just to give you some kind of, real work situation so that also may be offered to you on whatever course you go on so those I would say are probably my pros should we talk about cons straight away yeah talk about the cons yeah let's go (laughs) okay so as I said there are lots of things that you could probably do but unless you're self-motivated or even directed or told that those things are available, (laughs) you're not going to probably touch them. Um, And as someone who maybe hates asking for help or is very shy about asking for help or just talking to an older teacher or adult in that environment, you can find that those opportunities slip by so I think what you said Natasha about people taking time out before university go and find your feet go and do a real job grow in confidence um, that would have been so good for me to do rather than me go straight into uni I if I had maybe done you know just just being in the world a bit more and then come back to it I may have then realized the opportunity that was at my fingertips that I didn't make full use of I I mean I did use like the print room and I did uh, try some things out but probably not as much as I could have Um, and that is probably just down to me not really knowing how to ask for things Mm. (laughs) and I think sometimes that just is something that you need to grow into as well my my course was like on installation and textiles and more conceptual stuff it was really fun it was like great to learn different some different techniques but I don't know I don't think it was preparing me for life after after uni real helpful business advice I don't think I was given although I had the vocational aspect that was just very limited to that work that I was doing so I feel like there should have been something more general just to help us um, prepare ourselves for work and the time I was at uni was just probably at the start of internet so we had the internet I remember and we did receive emails um, but there wasn't any of this kind of, you know, 
marketing yourself or social media stuff, none of that. Um, so that probably will be different now for people who are starting courses now. But um, Yeah, I will update this as well. But I know that for me, I just didn't feel like I really had a grasp of being able to present myself uh, like how do I find the opportunities? Where do I look for the opportunities? Um, I knew how to kind of put together a body of work, but even then it was more to the brief of what I was being asked of to do rather than working maybe on something that I really loved to do because I felt like I had to basically please the tutors that's kind of how it felt in a way because you're trying to obviously get a good grade and so maybe I was looking too much at well what would they like to see what would what would give me the the grade you know rather than thinking well actually what do I like to do and what will what what is my authentic voice? What is my voice? I don't think it was so much. So, you know, I didn't keep sketchbooks. Um, I actually found them very restrictive um, because I don't know why. I just wasn't fired up in that way. I wasn't... It was all about how can I get the best grade rather than actually, well, what is my voice? Um, and obviously maybe at the end of that time, although I had produced work it maybe wasn't really me authentically and and there is something actually I had a friend she started off on the same course as me and she was a painter and she did these beautiful you know paintings that were actually you know inspired by nature and the surroundings and I saw little by little her confidence just kept being knocked because the tutors would criticise her work so hard that she would be feel undermined and she'd feel like her work wasn't worthy and she would feel like it wasn't... Um, I don't know what the word is. It. She just didn't feel like it was the right subject matter to be looking at so it basically she basically lost her confidence she stopped painting she actually dropped off the course completely and ended up oh. doing social oh. studies or something instead <laughs> you see this this is what <laughs> worries me this is a big uh, con for yeah, you as well the, right? yeah because i've heard this story in in different ways throughout my years of being an artist and yeah, and then it makes me glad that I didn't go on to art college, actually. Because I do wonder whether... Yeah. I mean, who was telling me? I can't remember who it was. But they loved to paint in a certain way and the tutor was just really kind of disparaging. And I don't know, it's just... <laughs> yeah, that side of it is a big con, I think, for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think... Um the universities they want to build their reputation and I think certain universities will ha want to have you know this is what yeah. we're known for we're known for pushing boundaries and yes. for um you know doing sensational mm. work and you know doing this but it, at what expense because 
you will lose then not every student will want to do that or feel passionate about Mm. doing that and that's what I saw with my friend she didn't want to do kind of groundbreaking work she just wanted to paint a lovely Mm. landscape and I was like why not yeah (laughs) why not do that why can't she just do that and 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 Mm. still gain in her skills and in her techniques because that's one thing as well that I didn't see so much I mean I was doing textiles I got taught how to do felting I got taught how to uh, make paper and some things but I wasn't really taught uh, a lot more technique and I know in the painting department they didn't get kind of oil painting tutorials or things like that that was still very much something they had to discover themselves this is interesting because you would think that's what you would totally (laughs) but yeah mel i heard this from somebody else who was a friend of mine a while ago this is going back several years now and she went to art college and i once asked her um do you think i would have benefited from going to college and she said do you know what they don't really teach you that much she said, I feel like all you're really doing is that you, she said, the the plus points are that you get access to trying lots of different materials um, and different ways of working. She said, but they don't really tutor you that much. And she said, what you're doing in practicing your painting every day, she said, that's pretty much, you know, what you need to be doing is just practicing because... Yeah, she felt like she hadn't had a great deal in the way of actual tuition. And so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, Crixis. I wrote some of the notes while Mel was chatting. Um, because a lot of a lot of um, pros are my pros as well. Well, of course, like, I think every equipment or something you take, you... you no, no teacher is telling you to take them. So you have to have the initiative to do so. And when I did the printmaking, we had huge working rooms, like with screen printing, screen printing equipment, like super professionally, where you can expose, where you can clean, when you can print. Uh, we had like lithography, stones, um, et- mezzotint, etching, all that, like so many different printmaking techniques. And I think I was, I remember when I was studying, there was like, it must be cool to be a teacher, but then because when you finish the courses and you're teaching, you you can still use everything. That's what I used to see. I just used to see my tutors using the equipment. <laughs> yes, there weren't yes, any students like... using the equipment. The teachers were using but, the equipment. Yeah. but that's a huge pro <laughs> if, if if you're a teacher in art school because yeah, a lot of resources in my university. There were some courses I could take as an extra from different um, programs. So I took like photography course and I was just renting really high tech, uh, like uh, tripods and uh, cameras uh, to practice, which was really nice. And the libraries as well were nice. So that is something I wrote. And also like, I know in the UK it's different situation, but in Latvia, we don't have free art uh, or any gallery or like, museum we need to pay but because we were art students we had free art uh, gallery uh to the different uh, art uh, galleries yeah. so that was really nice yeah. i always used it and That's um, a good idea, actually. yeah and erasmus uh, was huge for me because although i was studying i was working as well 
from 16 to I think 25 yeah. and I was working all the time while I was studying but um, when I was in Erasmus, on Erasmus I um, left the, the job and it was like such a strange feeling that I, I'm not working I'm studying and, and also government <laughs> is paying me to study it was like I was like on top of the world yeah. I, actually um, you just reminded me Chris there is another pro all the discounts you get so I remember my student um, rail card that was used I used that a lot student rail cards yes. and there are other discounts oh, that yeah. you could get for mm. all sorts of things you know for yes. um, software and that kind of thing so that was another pro oh yeah that that is a huge pro. I also remember even like in Erasmus that the bus ticket was reduced. Um, in Latvia, we had art supplies discounts, <laughs> which is also really nice. Um, but I also worked in art supplies, so there was also a discount from there, which is nice. And uh, the critiques. Um, so in in a positive way, this time there were some good critiques. Um from some of the tutors, because I think when you are studying, you always find the tutor that you, you kind of resonate to or like feel the connection because there are some tutors you just don't want to talk a lot yeah. or like they are not on the same wavelength. So I think everyone is like trying to find their tutor. Um, and also when I did masters, probably in the UK, it's more common. There was uh, critiques between each stud student as well. It wasn't the case in Latvia, but here it seems a lot of the critiques were from each other, like as a student group. Uh, and I found this was really interesting change because in Latvia we don't do those yeah. things. And also about the space, we don't have space in Latvia. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah. So when I came to Erasmus and I had like my own table, <laughs> I was like... Well, this is something. Um, and, and everyone's like decorating yeah. their tables. So it was like, oh, wow, it's it's so strange. <laughs> Usually I just, uh, in Latvian Academy of Arts, just like find the corner <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and the cons, um, even though you said you, you were like learning longer time ago before like the internet picked up, I I still don't feel that... The, there, I feel all the art education they're lacking business slash marketing yes, totally course or something that can kind of like when you finish the course you're not lost you're not like naked you you feel like you you know what to do because uh, and also like on confidence so maybe there should be like some course that's kind of goes through contracts, goes through like different options, like kind of give you hope because I think sometimes you are unconsciously already starting to think in like last course, like what I'm going to do. Yeah. And and then you finish and you have no idea what to do. And I feel it's, it's so common. I think because the education in art, a lot of teacher, teachers are just teaching art and that's it. But, but I think what the students would love to hear is also what to do outside yeah. because that's like what all of us will do after so that's like huge con for me and uh, yeah even with the online like even with having education higher education still after master's I didn't felt like yeah I know what to do I know where to go 
I have all the contacts in the world. I, I didn't have any. <laughs> so it's like, um, yeah, that was... So even after you went to the Bologna book fair... Yeah, yes. Did you not feel no, like you no. didn't have, you know, contacts or publishers? Do they not put you in touch with publishers or... Well... There Agents. were some successful stories. I was just not one of them. I think it was like maybe from all of us, like 20% of the course got some kind of deal. Um, rest 80, either they got the deal themselves or they just went direction, completely different direction. Um, it is so important to know what the expectations are, aren't they, before you do... Yes take yeah. on anything like this i think like my expectations were different to be honest <laughs> when i when i started and when i finished i had different but but now i'm like i i still don't regret that i did the final education it's just uh now i know and i feel um i actually have gotten some messages because i did the course and i filmed video on youtube there, there were some people just chatting that they will start the course and what to expect. And I said, like, you need to work a lot by yourself and be okay if something doesn't go the way you think it will go. Um, because it's not like after the course, everyone has like some kind of deal and... Yeah, that's just the rea reality, yeah. I think. Yeah, I also feel like the, not per se in masters, but in um, undergrads, I think what I didn't li like, so it's like in con side as well, is that sometimes we just, all of, all of us has the same task. And I really wanted to to go more in depth because like in the UK, I know that there are some courses where there are like, I don't know, 100 people in one course in Latvia, in Academy of Latvia, because we we got the free education, it, it was limited amount of spaces. So in my graphics art course, we were 13, so one, three. So it was just small course. And I wish they at least like then did like, like approach us differently because we weren't like a lot as well. And also, like the, the the cons you mentioned, Mel, as well about the like the the critiques and negative feedback and how it affects us. I had some teachers like that as well. Um, one of which actually said, like, <laughs> because the teacher heard my nickname Crixis, I had like that nickname then as well. And in Latvian, it means uh, like crumble or small piece. And they said that uh, then I will always be small. <laughs> So I was like, how could you say it? <laughs> so, um, but uh, I guess in, 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 okay, it's a con, but in that regard, maybe uh, there's this song, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. So stronger. <laughs> I think yeah. now I have like this nickname yeah. and I'm remembering yeah. it as like an opposite effect. <laughs> Not like in spite of, but like, uh, no, it, it, it doesn't affect me that like it, they maybe thought it should or something like that. I mean, I'm not against kind of um, crits per se. I think they are important yes. uh, and helpful, especially if they're constructive yes. and 
you know, it's it's always good to have people around you who can honestly appraise your yes. work. And that can be something that is hard to find, particularly as we're used to everyone just giving everyone praise mm. all the yes. time. <laughs> because we're afraid of of offending someone. But sometimes you do need someone to just give you proper, honest feedback and just say, hmm, maybe you need to rethink that because sometimes you don't grow otherwise. So, but it's just when it is just really kind of negative and nitpicky and... Not even connected mm. with work, right? It's just... Or a, a way forward. Mm, yeah. If you're just giving someone negative and nothing else, then that doesn't help someone. Well, how do I move it forward? How how can I improve? Or how can... Because that's really, I guess, why you do want to get an education is that you want to learn you want to improve you want to get better so that's really what should be at the heart of any crit that you get but really what they were saying to crixis was really just quite insulting and um what's the word i'm looking for not vindictive but you know it's not helpful it's not helpful in any way it's not helpful for critique yeah it's just it's being nasty just because they can be I remember like in masters, I had really awful critique. I actually cried after that critique. But uh, then after a month, I was like, this is the best critique I have received like in my life because it was because then in the beginning you work with your emotions, but afterwards you can reflect without being emotional. And then you're like, yeah, actually, this was so on point. And even now, like that, um, like affects how I work in a way, because that was a critique about proportions. I was starting to draw more characters and uh, I realized a lot of my characters look older than they should be. And and she was uh, showing me real academic knowledge about the proportions and how like I should depict them. And uh, and then I'm like, yeah, this was like, this is so good. But at that moment, I was really like, I was just thinking this is the worst day of my course or something. But yeah. There are some critiques that are really harsh in the beginning, but then you reflect and you're like, yeah, this was really good. I guess that I forgot to say one more con is the cost, the actual cost of (laughs) putting yourself through uni. Um, It's expensive, isn't it? Um, And I think, is it 27,000 now for an undergraduate course? I don't know, because I got undergrads for free. But I I paid yeah. for masters ten and a half thousand I think but that that was for yeah. year and a half so yeah I think it is twenty seven yeah, that's that's huge and then there is like interest rate and you know because I have I still haven't paid my my uh, course oh I'm never gonna pay mine off <laughs> and it's like you know. <laughs> It's did not you gonna check? happen. I'm gonna get to fifty and go wipe it off. Did you check? Did you check the, the how far it has gone? Because mine has like already for these two and a half years. I was checking and I was like, oh wow, it has risen a lot. Yeah, the interest. Yeah, they just add the interest on. They keep adding the it's interest. Crazy. On. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like I just like well, it's the student mm. debt, and that's yes. it. Um, you can't do anything about mm. it. I do I do wonder whether we though should just answer one more question about that uh you know if someone is thinking about doing receiving a formal education or how do you know if doing a degree is right for you Oh yeah that's a good question 
I think there will be people who still will want to do yes. one. Um, but I think you really have to think about why you're doing it. Um, and obviously there will be some courses which would probably be great. And I'm sure there's some people or listeners who have had a good experience. If you are one, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, write in the comments if you are self-taught artist, if you are thinking about studying or if you have studied before. We are really curious. I've got, I have got some questions that I think you should ask yourself if you are considering doing a oh, degree that I think maybe will help. Um, in your choice. Can I say a quick advice for me? Just follow your gut. Whenever, whichever decision you're making, just follow your gut. <laughs> Mel, now to you. Yeah, think about, are you doing the degree for the right reasons? What are the reasons for why you're doing it? And I think really you should be motivated and passionate about the thing that you want to study. Um, and don't do it just because it seems like the easiest option or maybe what you think um, you can do. I think you really need to be passionate and motivated to do it because as you've, as you've heard, you need to be self-motivated on the course. The course isn't going to give you everything you desire. I think you've got to still put the work in when you do the course. So you do have to be self-motivated and actually do want to do it. Um, and then the other questions are, what are you expecting to get out of it? It's so important that you know what it is that you want from this course. And then you're able to ask questions of the different courses that you, you know, you see. You can research it a lot easier and you'll know whether that course is actually going to meet, meet your expectations. Uh, in order to do that, I would say uh, find out students that are maybe on the course that you're looking at ask them stalk them <laughs> send them, them messages <laughs> that's funny <laughs> you can get arrested for that <laughs> in a nice way just <laughs> let's not you know be creepy <laughs> um but but if you're serious about doing the course and you find someone else is doing that course, then I would ask them questions about it. What are they learning? What are they gaining from it? Because you're going to invest a lot of money in it. And so you need to know what it is that you're, you're mm. buying uh, and whether it will serve you. I was going to say one of the pros of being self-taught is no student <laughs> debt. Obviously. Yes, there we That's go. That's a good pro. <laughs> it's a very big pro. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because it's actually one of the questions I get asked the most. Whenever yes. I like do a Q&A or something like that, people always want to know whether I'm self-taught or whether I went to college. And um, I'm quite interested <laughs> as to why this is, because... I always think you should just judge somebody on the art they're creating. Does it matter if they were formally educated or not? Because yes. the art speaks for itself. The yes. art is the important thing, isn't it? I don't think it really matters. If you're looking at an artist's work and you can't tell from looking at that work yeah. whether they were formally educated or not, does it even matter? But it's something that people are absolutely fascinated by. And I just hope that 
I can give some hope to people out there that you can make a good career as an artist without, and an illustrator, without having had the formal education. Yeah, well, <laughs> definitely, because I feel like I'm both. I had the formal education, yeah. that didn't work. I then had to self-teach <laughs> yeah. myself illustration. <laughs> if you've got talent, yeah. just go for it. You can learn and you can teach yourself as well. I, th- yes. I think you can develop those skills. You can. You you just have to have a real desire to want to do it. That comes first, mm. really, doesn't it? Yeah. The um the desire to create something comes first, and then yeah, you can teach yourself. And it's honestly, I think so much of it is just about practice. Yeah. Like just that day in, day out, practice, practice, practice. And I think quite a few people from what I hear, <laughs> um, they want shortcuts. You know, they want they want it. They want it all. They want, for example, the career that I have or Mel has or Crixis has, but they want it immediately. They don't want to have to do the year. They don't want to hear that you had to do like a decade of hard work to get there. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Who yeah. has to hear t- you, you need to do like 12 years of art education? It, it, honestly, it sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, so they, just, they just want it there and but then. But I think, well, the shortcut I could think of when you mentioned the shortcut, I was thinking, yeah, like sh- learning how to market yourself, doing more business. I think I'm like self-taught business person. Oh, yeah. So, because I didn't read it anywhere. I think we all are. I think we all are. Yeah. And that that probably is the Mm. key, really. I think the sooner you start sharing your work, um, even if it is just documenting your journey, it doesn't matter, right, if you do it from day one. Do it from day one because you get in a habit of sharing your work and keeping a document for yourself, whether that's a blog or whether you do it on video or I don't know how you would do it, Instagram, whatever. it it will be good for you to do because it will document your journey. You can see how you grow, how you progress. But on the way, you probably will pick up people and you'll pick up an audience. And as you get better and better, then more interest will grow and people will be interested to see your journey. You'll be an example to someone else, maybe five years, ten years down the line. Yeah, and it's never going to be an easy path. I think that's the one thing we've learnt from this conversation. Yes. Mm. There's not one straight path to a creative career. It's it's not. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Don't don't follow your friends who are going to the that university. If you are going for education, don't like don't just follow your friends because you might have completely different interests. Um, if your parents are completely against it, also, like, I don't know, that's hard because I think what we didn't talk about is, like, what if, like, someone doesn't support you in the direction you are going? Uh, so for me, it was, like, I had green doors, although none of my relatives are artists. And and my mom was just like, yeah, go for it if you really are into it. So, But I know a lot of people who are just following someone else so I think it's really important to follow yourself and it can be hard but I think you can just manage it if you truly know what you want to achieve or where you want to go and just enjoying the journey as well right 
whichever it was, like just learning by yourselves or going to ed- education, you can like, if you want to learn something, it doesn't always need to be formal education. You can learn by reading books. You can also watch some YouTube videos like and uh, follow someone on Patreon or you can also do Skillshare courses or domestic domestica I I don't know if I say it oh, right. Yeah, domestica. <laughs> yeah, and other online classes which are so short but full with uh, juicy information, or like do private lessons as well. You can do private lessons um, following artists and just yeah. I think that could be also not like shortcuts, but like other ways where you can learn. Because even though like we are either self-taught or received. Um, higher education we can still do those things to learn more because it doesn't like stop like when you finish the course yeah you're you're still learning right even now and and in the future I was gonna say I think this is one of the things that I love most about an art career is that you never stop learning and every day it's exciting because there's always something new to learn isn't there yeah and you know what more could you wish for than that Doing something you love and learning along yeah. the way, I think, is just perfect. And I think it's the ideal mm. time that we're living in now for somebody to be able to make a career as an artist or an illustrator yeah. because there's, there's just so much out there. Yeah. You know, like, like Crixis was just mm-hmm. saying with the online classes, the YouTube videos, you know, you have mm. um, social media, you're in touch with people. I feel like one of the things I missed out on through being self-taught was that lack, like you said earlier, Mel, where you have a tribe around you, like your creative tribe. I feel like I really lacked that when I was younger. But now, due to social media and Patreon and YouTube and everything else, I feel like I've got this amazing community yes. of artists around me Um even mm. more so than I did when I was just exhibiting in yeah. like local exhibitions or whatever. Obviously, you're in touch with people then, but I feel like I'm meeting more kindred spirits now. And yeah. that's through the online yes. world, which then becomes, you know, it kind of filters into your real life as well. So, um, yeah. yeah, I feel like it's a really good time to become an artist and to build your career because everything you need is out there. It's at your fingertips, isn't it? It is. Even business advice. You can look up so much stuff online. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. And be a self-taught business person (laughs) slash artist. (laughs) But also like this made me, when you chatted about this, this made me think, I also want to mention it's never too late Mm. to be an artist. I have so, I heard so many comments on my YouTube page, on Natasha's page, on Mel's cha- uh, page, that they just started making art again after like I don't oh, know yeah, twenty I have years loads of break. Of these people commenting, and, or like thirty years, or just started from like I don't know. And I I feel it's there is no age where you start or begin or something. You just I think the journey can start in whichever place. And I think that's also really beautiful because if you start art later, you probably have, you know, how do you say it in English? Yeah, like, like life experience. experiences, which you can transform mm. yeah, into art. Yeah, which in turn makes the art form more interesting. 
you need to live a little mm. in order to create good art as well, I think. Yes. So, what are you waiting for? <laughs> get on and do it. <laughs> get, off, get off your yeah, butt and pick up a paintbrush. <laughs> I hope I hope that you're listening and painting at the same time. <laughs> the time is now. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you're yeah. I know 50, 60, 70, 80 and beyond. Yeah. The great thing yeah. about art is you can never be too old <laughs> to create art. Yes. You just get better. <laughs> Brilliant. So, time for the listener question chosen by Natasha. Okay, so today's question comes from Sonia, who says, how do you take good photos of your art for your online shops? And do you edit them in Photoshop? Thanks a million. So what do you do, Mel? Just get good light. Good light is the best thing I think you need to do. And um, make sure your backgrounds are either plain or non-distracting so that your artwork takes I can't think of the word <laughs> so your artwork takes centre stage and uh, yeah and then I just would tweak it in photoshop and just maybe the contrast or the level um, or the curve curve is quite a good layer to tweak because it helps you then get a good balance but you scan a lot of your work don't you Mel rather than fo take photos of it oh no I guess if yeah, for it depends. Does she mean product shots or actual making products? Maybe both. Product shot product shots obviously for the shop would be done just with a camera, but if I was creating products from my work, I would scan it and then maybe clean it up in Photoshop. I tend to take photos with my Canon camera. And I always take them in natural light. So I wait for some, I don't know, a day with really good light, but not direct sunlight. So I always make sure it's an overcast day, but still fairly bright. And I'm lucky in that where I live, we have very big windows, so I can do that indoors. But you could always do it outdoors as well to get mm. more light. Um, and then I only take them into the app that comes with my MacBook Air, which is Photos, and I do all of the adjustments in there. And um, that's how I edit them. <laughs> and I have a little tip, actually, for product photography. Um, if you don't have a nice backdrop to take your product photos against, so say, for example, you're wanting to, I don't know, photograph greetings cards or a print and you want a nice backdrop, I tend to use the floor in my studio because it has um, floorboards and it always creates a nice backdrop but I also have something called photo boards which are kind of like a photographic reproduction of um, a really nice backdrop like a wooden backdrop or a marble backdrop and you can get those and you can move those around so they have the benefit of being able to you know you can take them wherever the light is best. So, so you could take and them outside? Yeah, you could, yeah. Um, so just take them where the light is good. But I always photograph with natural light yeah. because I just feel like it results in a sharper, kind of more accurate image. So, yeah, that's what I tend to do. 
How about you, Crixus? What do you do? Do you scan or photograph? Um, if it's like for prints, original art, postcards, greetings cards, any, anything like flat image, I tend to scan because I'm not the best with taking pictures. Although yeah. I did like this photo course in university, which I I remember there they said the best time to take a canvas picture like of like uh, artwork is outside on a cloudy day. Yeah. No no sun anywhere because then it's sharp shadows. I remember it's like in my head like uh <laughs> but um yeah, I tend to scan, but if I need to take like product pictures of something that is like 3D or something, I just try my best to edit it. But um, now I'm like better. Before I was really worse. Uh, but now I'm when I'm taking pictures with camera, I'm checking the previous image and then uh, changing the white color balance. So the picture already is semi-okay before I use it in Photoshop, but because I think it's quicker to change the settings while you're taking the pictures rather than putting in computer and then spending like two hours on that image. Um, at tip. least that's what I r recognized. Lots of advice there. Thank you, Sonia, for that question. Thank you, Sonia. And thanks so much for listening and tuning into our latest episode. We hope you'll join us next time on our Creative Catch-Up when we'll be chatting about... Building an audience and marketing your work. Find us on YouTube at Creative Catch-Up or Instagram at creative.catchup. And three, two, one... Stay, Stay creative! Really on tune. I think like that. It's late, it's late. <laughs> It is oh, late okay. for you, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to stop so. recording. Oh, yes. What time is it there? It's 7.30. Oh, wait, you know, wait, I was okay, quickly, right. I was uh, answering, yeah, I was answering the uh all the comments from podcast newsletter and there was one comment oh yeah that suggested tony to create an app when if you work too much there is like dinner time and notification that's a good idea you could just have you could just have tony flashing up going yeah. dinner time <laughs> Now this could make yes. some money. And also like there was a suggestion that Tony could come and chat about productivity, which I actually think that could be really good chat because he is like really good with like yeah. management and time. So, yeah. <laughs>